Okay, people, you have asked, and you have asked, and you have asked, and for me, ask, and you shall receive, because for me, I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. What's up, yeah? I loved that. I loved all of that so much. <laughs> that was great. Did you just, uh, you just came from practice? I did. I had practice and a lift this morning, did a little work on my laptop, took a shower, and came straight here. Got the chiropractor after this, Casey Wood. He's amazing. And Redondo, do you know Casey? Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. So great. He just started his practice and really been helping me out, making my body right. Right. What's um, what's wrong with your body? Are you are you are you doing preventive maintenance? Yeah, mostly preventive stuff. Just like little tweaks. Like maybe I lifted a little too heavy and my back feels sore. So he just kind of helps me work stuff out, and it's been really helpful. Right. Well, I speak for all of the volleyball faithful, particularly the men in our community, that there's nothing wrong with your body. Amazing. Do one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of places I can go chronologically. So allow me to um, steer us off the cliff and back. But um, you were at Cal Poly, right? Cal Berkeley. Berkeley. Yeah. Oh, Berkeley. Uh, Derek Olson. Uh, UC Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, Derek Olson, and who was the other coach? Megan Schmidt. Megan Schmidt, mm-hmm. and then for John Mayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. this past year at LMU. Yeah, he's um, you know, he's my coach of the year in 2021. And, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I got some some negative feedback on the way I um kind of went to town on on who they picked and this and that because for some reason when you think someone else is des- deserves it more, there are some thin-skinned people who think you're it's a slap in the face of the other person and, and you're not doing that you're only doing that if it's close like oh there's so many worthy candidates for coach yes. oh you just can't pick one oh yeah and and that argument i buy into if it's a close call yes definitely <laughs> if it's a close call yeah Ooh, get some microphone there it is if it's a close call that one's not even close no john is amazing i mean our program last year, we got we finished third. We mm-hmm. definitely didn't start that high. It was the first year that the program got to go to Gulf Shores, and yep. it was such an incredible experience. I'm so grateful that I got, that got to be my last year. Yeah. Well, for me, I I'm biased. I'll just admit up front. Yeah. Uh, I knew him before I came here. Um, I was also the, his DLO or whatever. So for people listening at home, directors of operations, team managers are really just ways that coaches get more assistant coaches because because you're only allowed two. So. Me, Betsy, um, Mansfield, mm-hmm. Mary Mansfield. Yeah. So I was with in 2018, 2019. Yeah. Then, um, Such a cool program to work with, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the first program I saw that was that had that was drama free. Mm-hmm. That is such a for good, women's yeah. volleyball. Yes. I'm sexist. I'm, I'm gonna sound sexist by saying <laughs> this. For women's or girls volleyball, that's what we affectionately refer to as a small miracle. Yeah. Definitely. We were like all so close last year. We were so close with the coaches. We just really felt like anyone could kind of say anything. And it was such an amazing space to learn and grow. I think that's why we did so well, because we just fostered such an amazing community. Right. All right. Let's let's keep it shop. Let's keep it volleyball. Um, give me one thing just um, this last season alone that you thought you showed significant improvement. Self-examination. 
at know, LMU uh, this past year? Just yeah, well, just yeah, this volleyball season. You're, this is this is your senior season or grad season? Or it was what my was grad it? season, yeah, because okay. I got my COVID fifth year and oh, got to play at LMU. God, I love these extra years. You extra, I know. you extra year chicks. I oh. lucked out so hard that I got to do four years at UC Berkeley, and then I got to go and do my masters and play for John Mayer at LMU. Like, yeah. I'm so grateful. What's one thing you thought? Um, now it can be physical, mm-hmm. right? Or it can be a psychological demon. And if it's both, it's both. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing I got better at was that like pretty much up until this past year for John, I played on the left side, which was unconventional since I'm a defender. But then when I played for John, I played predominantly right side. And then, I mean, that helped me going into my AVP season just because I knew that I would eventually have to play on the right side. But in like 2019 and 2020, I would play on the left with Morgan Martin. And that's when we did super well. And I had a lot of success. And I was so frustrated playing on the right. Like, you would think it's the same thing just on the other side. But it is so different. You have to start your approach very differently. You have to set differently from the right to the left. And... It was a really hard thing, but I finally feel comfortable playing on the right. So it was cool that I got to go through that journey with John and learn there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I like John because John, even though he has significantly more beach experience than I did, he I came in um, a 19-year uh, indoor coach. And and he was very, very humble enough for me to, to take criticism from me, which, which I found absolutely weird because... <laughs> He's really one of the three people my entire beach philosophy is built on. Mm-hmm. I, I revamped the way I coach mm-hmm. forever because of this guy. Um, and Oz Borges, the Cuban guy. On the mm-hmm. Oz is a, one of those strict old school guys. So. Yeah. John Mayer, Oz. But the one thing I learned from John Mayer is there are some practices where it's not your day, mm-hmm. but you can still learn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah. it's, um, but that's the tip of the iceberg. The tip of the iceberg, never do anything to a single player that may, that would make the rest of the team alienate her. Mm, mm-hmm. I was a men's coach for years, and I've coached women's programs, but they all sucked. And you, imagine, like, you're a great X's and O's guy, and everything you do makes sense, and they do everything you ask, and they still suck. <laughs> All right, and, and it was, hard. and this was like a piece I was missing, like year ten into mm, this twenty-two mm-hmm. year venture we call coaching, and mm-hmm. and I learned that the hard way, but I've never seen it in work and play. Like you, you hear someone like like that, and we, you know, coaches, we all have dinner, and and it's Jason. You could have won this if this, and I'm like, all right, I got it, and you hear it, but then you see how it's done physically, yes, yes. for an entire season and a half. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. John Mayer. Yeah, no, he's incredible. I'm yeah. so grateful that I got to learn from him. Yeah, I think that's one of the most amazing things about people like the girls playing my age and younger like we get to learn from so many different amazing coaches and there's no one right way to play this sport especially for each individual so it's cool that I get to go and like learn from Matt Olson and Mike Placek and then Derek Olson and John and I get to take like little bits and pieces that work for me and create my own philosophy and how I want to train how like I think it's the most optimal way for me to get better. Uh, Back to you give me one thing that you would like to show not significant improvement. One thing you want to do a little bit better. Um, right now we're in what? This is April. So between now 
in September. Mm. And when you're looking back at your your season or the almost the conclusion of the season retrospectively, yeah. what's one thing you want to say that you you've done a little bit better? Um, I think serving for me is something that I want to like slightly improve. I think that I'm like an effective server, but I don't think that I make enough of an impact that I'd like to. And I think that's one of the most important things, especially like getting them out of system just enough to make that dig a little bit easier is a huge part of the game. I mean, it's all serving past the end of the day. So if I can just step that up one little level, I think that'll be really helpful for me. Right. And as, and as our, and as, um, any good coach would say, how do you want to do that? Um, I mean, <laughs> feel like you're back in college again. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Actually, do that? <laughs> um, I mean, definitely just focus drills is I think the best way that I learn. I actually have really stepped away from journaling, but I am just bought a journal again yesterday. And I think that one thing that is helpful for me is kind of it's hard for me to do it every single day. But like if I just take two minutes before practice and kind of write out maybe like the three things that I want to focus on so like tomorrow before practice, maybe I'll write out like, I want to serve perimeter, like effectively, and then like two other focuses. That's kind of how I make those small jumps and improvements. Yeah, I like that answer. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that answer, because I think you're learning at a certain level, that even even open has different levels. And mm-hmm. the thing for indoor, I'll be the first one to tell you the difference between double A and open, or triple A and open are the middles, right? I mean, you can have a whole bunch of rock star hitters, but you need medals to win. Um, for beach, it's the surf. Yeah, definitely. A, uh, significant, significant difference at all those levels. It's yeah. like the room temperature changes. You know, I was um, I was Qatar, uh, watching Qatar play um, USA. Me and Randy yeah. were sitting there and just talking about. And I'm I'm bringing this up and I'm talking a lot because this is a segue <laughs> segue for you to talk about the surf. But to me. And to Randy, it wasn't about looking for these spots for like quick results. It mm-hmm. was understanding how a team works. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, like Sharif's like a left, uh, right lefty. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where we're like, if we just serve position one, a zone one, like right shoulder. Yeah. Um, and if he passes it, do it again, do it mm-hmm. again, do it again. There was this this um, philosophy of constant pressure. Yeah. That gives exactly. you the results that eventually they start. Then that pass goes up, then mm-hmm. it's shanked, and maybe you get a ace. So yeah. how much does that come into play as far as you want to improve as a server is concerned? Uh, I mean, <laughs> a lot, definitely. Like, I think, especially at the high level, like, it can be, like, 10-11 switch or, like, 14-14 switch. And then if you're constantly going to make that, like, chip in that stone, keep going then at 14 14 maybe that's when they make the error because you're going to be going back and forth the whole time like it's no easy win there's no blowouts at that level you know no um but yeah like i definitely think that strategic serving is something that's really underused like say my skill level and my blocker skill level like we're best when we serve them to the line so they have to attack from the pins so we can run like a four because their tendency is a high line or Maybe like out of the middle, this team is like really good at going to both sides. So we want to keep them out of the middle. So it kind of just really depends on me and my partner and the team that we're matching up against. Right. Um, and I guess with that being said, how much does a video room um, come into play on that? Yeah, definitely a lot. I mean, I'm like one of the biggest volley nerds ever. So I'm like volley you everything. You so are. Yeah. No, I like I'm really going to, this is episode 136. Yeah. <laughs> I am, let me see some. I am really glad. I mean, you'd seen I had all kinds of guests, whatever, yeah. Olympians, this, yeah. um, beach hacks, but yeah. no, give me an ear. <laughs> give me an ear. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're a nerd. You are. You're oh, a vo- dude. You're a volleyball nerd. Dude. I am. Everybody listening. <laughs> nerd, nerd here. Nerd alert. Yes. Yes. Really though, I really mm-hmm. am. Like I love film. I love like dissecting and watching. Like if I'm like playing someone potentially, or like if someone else is in a tournament, and I'm like, okay, like we're the four seed, and this is the two seed, and like we might play them. Like I'm watching that game the night before so that I can shot chart them and look at their tendencies and stuff. Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about um your first main draw. That was Hermosa uh, Beach. That was 2018. That yeah. was with Jess Gaffney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Jess. Let's um. Actually, I think I have bvb.info. Let's we can just we can just it, we, it check it their, out um, right there. We have the record for lowest seed to ever qualify. Actually, what we were 84th seed. I think <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, we were 84th seed. Wow. I know it was so funny. We like literally went for like one game, and we were like gonna we played the 7 a.m. game. We won that one. We were like, oh cool, we'll play again. We played like another game. It was like kind of harder, and we're like, "Oh, sweet, we get to play a third. And it was when the freeze was in the qualifier. Yeah. So then we, we played like our next game in the middle of the day in like the boonies of Hermosa Beach, like the farthest court. And it was like an hour and a half or like hour forty minutes, something like that, because it was with the freeze. Like freeze. And it just kept going, went to three, and then we're like, "Oh, sweet, we get to play a fourth match today." And then we ended up qualifying, and we had no idea that we would, and it was literally so fun. Until we went one two barbecue the next day. Went to- my body was shot. I have never been so sore in my whole life. That's hilarious. Let me see if I yeah. could put it up for everyone to see. See, so they could see what we're mm-hmm. looking at too. Let's go on camera two. And yeah, that was them. That was 2018. That was, that's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I know it's crazy. That was four years ago. With COVID, everything. I was going to say like, the wait. same thing. It feels like forever. <laughs> like 2019 <laughs> seemed to be like, do we agree it seemed like the last normal year? I know, right? Mm. Yeah. All right, got it. It's, so uh, I'll just bring this back. Yeah. I'm just, look at me messing up. This is, this is why I don't take my own show. <laughs> Miranda Gagne, wherever you are, I miss you. She, <laughs> she was like the, when I first started doing this, uh, Rob's girl. Yeah. Rob McLean's girlfriend, okay. Miranda, she's she's really good at this stuff. Gotcha. So and she's she, doing it for you. She she was. Yeah. And so main draw with Gaffney. Mm-hmm. Then you make it again, right? You do, you do Hermosa in 2019. Yeah, with Morgan Martin. Which just, your, your college, was that your college te- uh, roommate or uh, teammate? No, she played at Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we just like decided to play some tournaments together. It was a really fun season. We went to like yeah. a couple AVP next golds too and got some thirds and... But fun. not just that, man. Dude, you made the NCAAs with John. That was John's yeah. first. Mm-hmm. You know, I was there for John's first WCCs. Yeah. And his athletic director um, never came. That was the only game he, get, oh, he went Craig to. Pinton? Yeah, it was the only game he went to. It was the first game he went to. Oh, cool. And they won the WCCs. Yeah. And from, from the loser's bracket. So yeah. I had to do it twice. So That's awesome. Are you going tomorrow to WCCs? Um, I might. I, won't, I mean, Park, I, I got like a juniors that. tournament Saturday and Sunday, but mm-hmm. um, John is always, always, I mean, I'm one of his best filmographers, right? I'm, I'm the one that's got the scoreboard and the score cam and doing all this yeah. fun stuff. So he's, you know, we, I mean, from a business perspective, we're, all, we're always willing to use the hell out of each other. That's awesome. Yeah. So you made the draw mm-hmm. 2019. Yes. With um Martin. With Morgan, yeah. With Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We only did two right. qualifiers, but we qualified for both of them, which is cool. I mean, the one in Manhattan Beach, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You won a shitload of contenders bracket games that, that I know. Won. We did good. We got ninth. We like lost our very first game, but then mm-hmm. we went and we made it to our first Saturday. 
Right. We almost made it to Sunday. We were so close. We lost like 15, 12 or 13 or something against Maria. I was talking to Maria about it this morning. Clara Salgado. Nice. Yeah. I, I like Maria like, wow. Salgado. We've come a far way. <laughs> you really have. And also, first of all, I didn't know about the 83rd seat. Mm-hmm. Like I knew Chrissy Jones and Muno were a 63rd. Yeah, 84th. And, they, and um, oh, they were 84th. We were 84th. Oh, yeah. So they were 63rd. Yeah. In 2019 and made it all the way to the semis. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about the NCAAs, but mm-hmm. this this question leads to the NCAAs. Mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. You got you and you got um, Morgan, right? Yeah. You guys qualified. You got the Norris Twins. They qualified. You got Kraft and Maple. They qualified. In fact, yeah. they made the quarterfinals, right? Yeah, they, they were did. They were the teams Chrissy and Amuno beat to get to the semis. Yeah. Okay. You got Chrissy Jones. Mm-hmm. You have, and these aren't, I'm missing three. This was the first year I've seen a trailer load of women. I, God damn, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we heard that on the mic. <laughs> we heard that on the mic. So I need to see my chiropractor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dude, we gotta crack something. <laughs> but um, it was one of the first years I've seen girls pretty much twenty three and under. Mm-hmm. So many of them in the main draw. Yeah, it's incredible how the sport's growing. Yeah, incredible. Well, we knew when it became an NCAA sport, right? We knew the club size. Yeah. First of all, we knew the club sizes would triple, right? Because yes. that's a business, yes, right? Exactly. Even though I was an endless summer, we we stayed small. Cause yeah. Because to us, less was more. Because you had more. You had five coaches for like 16 girls. That was yeah, great. that's awesome. But um, I guess my question is, did 2019 send a message that if, you know, to the previous girls, like, if you're not on your P's and Q's, you're not, you're not going to be in a draw anymore. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Are you going to get your butt handed to you? Yeah. I think there definitely was a shift. I'd say 2019 is probably a good year. And it's I mean, crazy. it's only going to get better each year. Especially hey. now, like, with all these girls that get to do an extra year of college and prepare even more, like... Hmm. It's just going to get better and better. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, the opportunity to play collegiately has given so many more players to play in college. So they get to be more serious about it in high school. And like, there's like a lot of opportunity to play at amazing clubs in more places. So those girls get to improve all over. Like there's choices. There's not just one club that they can play at. And if you're not good enough, you play a different sport or you focus on academics. So, I mean, it's just growing opportunity wise and, skill levels improving every single year it's amazing yeah i um i have a, a kind of a different opinion on it well kind of the same opinion all right let me write it here by facebook mm-hmm. right here people um yeah i have a different opinion but but it's but it's very much the same volleyball is not a poor person sport i'll just say it like that volleyball I'll just, I'll, you know, to hell with it. Volleyball's a rich person sport. <laughs> just say it with me. It's You need money to play this sport. You need oh, to invest yeah. some or whatever in this and that. Yeah. So if you are in a situation, college, mm-hmm. where, there we go, we got a nice shot, where we, um, where you don't have to pay for the gym, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't have to pay a rent for your dorms. You don't, I mean, you got to pay for well, school and this and that. Yeah. But I mean, look. You have to pay for that anyway just to be in school, right? You got to pay for the dorms just to take classes. So so yeah. now you don't have to pay for the coaches, right? You got great coaching all well, year my, round. My student loans would disagree, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if yeah. you decided not to play volleyball, period. Yeah. Right? You got to pay that anyway. Yeah. So, so you're using your student money 
or, or scholarship money or witness and that. And you're using that as an opportunity to have this gym that you have access to that you don't have to pay a membership to. That you have top-notch coaching and you've had them all, you had it all five years. Good for yeah. you, dude. Um, does that come into play when by the time these girls get hit their junior or senior year, they're just in better shape, they're they're better coached, they're, they're um, I, I, what's the word? Are they more disciplined? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely more primed to be playing beach at a professional level at that age versus like playing indoor in college and then coming out and transitioning to the beach. I think that was a big part of why like people would kind of hit their peak in their prime later, like the women in their early 30s, like late 20s would be the best at that time versus like girls now they're like in their young 20s are really good, like rivaling those women in their early 30s, but they've been playing for a lot longer. Have you felt like you hit your peak yet? No, definitely not. God, no. No? No, definitely not. How old are you? I'm 23. What? Mm-hmm. Why are you like, you got like this little baby 16-year-old face, but like you, <laughs> you talk like a 30-year-old. I'm like... <laughs> I'll take it. She's like, I'm not giving Jason any answer that's going to get me in trouble with the AVP or my coaches or my contemporaries. <laughs> I just need to make it through this hour. <laughs> this guy, I don't, you know, no, nah, I promise. Uh, if I ask you something like that, you won't see it coming. But but at the same time, I like you. I'm not going to do that to you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I appreciate that. I wouldn't dare. Uh, no, nah, come on. I like you. I like you when you were doing juniors. That's that's where I met you. Mm-hmm. Doing juniors in um, Hermosa Beach, I think, for like um, yeah. a JVA or something like that. For or, Wave. Yeah. yeah. For Wave, yeah. Yeah. Or was it P1440? It was Wave. Yeah. I was never part of P1440. Okay. It was like while I was in college and we couldn't be part of it. Right. Yeah. Is that uh, Olsen? At Wave? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Olson. Isn't he handsome? I love Matt. He's the best. And I That actually... chiseled chin. He is <laughs> sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he is amazing and the girls at Wave have gotten so much better. I started working there actually when I was in high school and started coaching like the really young ones. And I like just drop in and coach a little bit and I run their social media for Wave Beach. I have like seven hundred jobs to pay for the rich person sport of volleyball. But um the level is insane how much it's improving like these girls send me like clips they're like oh like can you post this on the instagram and i'm like is this you like this is better than my practice today you're kidding me right yeah Yeah, it's like back set slide to bounce line and i'm like can can you teach me that one or oh my god that's awesome how much do you learn about yourself as a player from coaching kids so much i love coaching actually it's just really frustrating for me that because i get fatigued a lot from it and so I've had to take a little bit of a step back from coaching but I mean I still coach here in the South Bay I do private lessons I worked at Vibe for a little bit doing indoor privates I just coached an 18 team at SCBC and then I do drop-ins for MB Sand at, at Elite so there we go now it looks like we're, we're facing each other <laughs> yeah I had to fix that fix that Jason <laughs> yeah so do you teach someone something basically and then say wow how does that apply to my own game? Do I do that? Yeah, I think that, like, especially when I'm watching an athlete, like, say I'm doing a private and I personally am really struggling on being early to the ball on my attacking, I see that a lot in the athlete. Okay. I mean, it's something that, like, is universal for almost every player to work on. So, like I definitely. What? Give me, like, what? Fundamentally, give me something physical. Like being me... early to the ball when attacking. Something else? Yeah. No, that's good. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I just said that, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) What else do you want to (laughs) know? No, but um, no, I like that. Being early to to the ball. 
Yeah. And I mean, it's something that everyone can work on. And like I, obviously everyone learns differently. So sometimes I give them different drills that I found beneficial, but maybe it doesn't work for them. So then we try other things and then like we learn together. Like I'm always learning from my athletes and then I asked them, like, I got this a lot from John, but, like, ways that they have problem solved to make themselves better. Like, say, the objective of the drill is you have to attack perimeter. And then I say, but you can't, like, leave behind this line. Like, I draw a line until, like, X. And then I say, like, oh, like, what was helpful? What was hindering? And then through that, they can problem solve and learn. Isn't it cool to watch someone who's significantly younger than you um try to have the same learning curve that you were doing in college oh it's incredible yeah no I think it's so cool I mean I'm so grateful for every single coach that I had so every time that I get to work with a youth athlete I mean it's just such a gift to even like be able to impact their life for one hour 45 minutes it's such an amazing gift yeah I think it also helps to help some of these people who might have demons that might get bigger like psychological demons or Mm -hmm. or um that little devil on your shoulder or just these 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 hang-ups that even the highest level players have in tight game situations right yeah um uh, the most important thing i ever said to um my team you know as far as winning is concerned because i don't i don't really talk about winning winning takes care of itself if, 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 I, do, if I do my job but yeah i told them championships are not decided um by blowouts they're decided by two points yeah you know, mm-hmm. on, on a simple level, never forget college or whatever. I coached the high school team in New York, Hunter High yeah. School. Their senior campaign, we were 38 and one. Mm-hmm. 38 wins, one loss. Uh-huh. I counted the sets that were decided by two. Mm-hmm. We were 39 and two. Decided by two. And sets decided by two. Mm-hmm. And that, but that, and that's how we got our 38 and one record. Yeah. 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 Cause that can go another way. Yeah. One, so easily. Yeah. So easily. Like when you're, you're, like, think about, let's go to the NCAAs. You played, um, um, you beat LSU and um, UCLA the same day, right? Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, when you were playing, how many of those sets were decided by two? Um, yeah, there were definitely a lot of really close ones. I know yeah. that Megan and I lost like a 22-20 mm-hmm. against Taryn and Kristen. That one stung. But the rest of the team won, so. Taryn, Cloth, and Kristen, us. Yeah. I mean, so what? <laughs> so what? Who doesn't lose to them? They they were the Khabib Nurmagomedov, okay, <laughs> of 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 volleyball. They never lost. Yeah, no, God made one thing perfect. That year. was their their thirty five and zero record. Yeah, right? yeah. And then from there, what? Eight straight tournaments. Yeah. One Wapaka, one Coconut Beach, one Atlantic City. Yeah. Atlanta qualifier draw one mm-hmm. beat the brakes off a of sponsor and Clays. That right? was awesome. Yeah, yeah that first game qualifier. was like. Pfft, yeah, that was that first game was like, you know, the first game must have felt like to them, like you're walking down the street and then someone walks by you and punches you in the face and you don't know what you did without what just happened. Yeah. That's probably how, probably how they felt, you yeah. know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, with volleyball respect. I mean, like, again, we're talking about volleyball. They can yes. they can take it. Yes. Um, uh, big plug. Sean Ladig, Corey. Evan Corey, mm-hmm. New Orleans versus all y'all, man. Mad, mad <laughs> respect, dude. That's yeah. their their philosophy. I yeah, have a hat. they really uh, yeah have an awesome crew there. Yeah, but WCCs, right? A lot of games decided by two. Pepperdine, um, it's really the Pepperdine versus yeah. LMU Invitational, right? I yes. mean, it's it's usually going to be St. Mary's. You know, they they can be a problem sometimes. Yeah, but... no, I think that all of those schools are getting better. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like this mm-hmm. in like five years. They have some great coaches, like Jeff Alzina's at Santa Clara. He's the best. He's mm-hmm. 
he's top two American coach in my opinion. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best coach no one talks about. And on my list of American coaches, he's number two or one. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he has that whole program to work with. He yeah. hasn't been there that long. Like, they're just going to get better and better. Everyone's just going to get better and better. Yeah. You know? Well, I have one favorite coach for each um, uh, conference. Okay. Um, Mayor mm-hmm. for WCCs. Right. Dane. Dane, who's a friend. For Pac-12. Um, and um, Todd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Todd um, for um, Cal, Cal Poly. I like, I that like big, Todd That's Big West, right? Yeah, Big yeah. West, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like Evan Sobelstrom, even though he's the assistant. He's kind of mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. you know, very much like Alzina was with Stein. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. Stein's the coach, but yeah. <laughs> come on, you know what's up. Stein, yeah. you know, where is it? Stein, you know what's up. Mm-hmm. Come on, even though he still finds himself there at the end. Huh? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, Todd's incredible. I think that would be like the other, that's the other one that I was looking at, like, to get to learn from him would be incredible. I'm grateful for where I ended up, but yeah. that would have been like my second choice, I think. How exciting was that? You, you you make the tournament, and maybe there's a whole bunch of people that think you're just happy to be there, right? So LMU's yeah. first go around. Mm-hmm. They're like, ah, between them and TCU, they're just happy to be there. Stanford, definitely happy to be there. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so how did it feel to, I don't know, I'm, I'm, you're not big in the sending messages. That's not your thing. But how did it feel to beat LSU the first game mm-hmm. and same day right had to play UCLA yeah that's and then beat UCLA yeah. what kind of a, a ride was that because sooner yeah. or later look when it's over when the day's over and you're in the winner's bracket mm-hmm. and you're eating dinner and then maybe you go home by yourself or you or you talk to volleyball with your friends it crashes down and it feels and it finally feels real tell me about that yeah I mean, it was such an amazing experience because, like, most of the games went down to the five score with Emma Dowd playing, who's my roommate and one of my best friends. And I love her so much. She's just, like, such a passionate, fiery, amazing player. And it was just, I mean, it was so cool to get to watch that and, like, experience that with the team. Like, we were such a cohesive unit, all of us, and everyone just wanted everyone to succeed. I mean, it was incredible. I remember we were in the tent after we finished up, and... Like, we kind of all went out around in a circle, and John was like, well, who wants to say? Does anyone have anything to say? And, like, pretty much everyone was just like, I love all you guys so much, and everyone started tearing up, and it was honestly such a special weekend. And it was on my birthday last year, so what? I'm very grateful to have been able to experience that on my birthday. <laughs> Let me show you something. This is Emma Dowd, right? This is the WCCs in 2019, mm-hmm. and it was a very exciting time for the West Coast. Yeah. The pack. Um, championship came down to the last pair, I think Sponsor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big West came down to the last pair, mm-hmm. decided by two, Hawaii against Hawaii, mm-hmm. 21-19. Yeah. And the WCCs, straight out of hell, <laughs> um, aka the loser's bracket was yeah. LMU. So I taped the last two minutes, the last two plays. This is um, this is our girl, so I'm oh just going to put it on. I, I so put on, it. The, you put on the headset if you want, but I want to um, show you. Sorry, let's do that. Let's do this. All right, ready? Oh my gosh. Who, uh, who's Emma playing with here, V? Emma's playing with V. Yeah, that's awesome. Perfect pass. Up and down set. So this is 14-14. Oh Everybody, I literally left the tent because I was commentating court four or court yeah. two or something like that. And I ran and I got all of this with my camera. Oh, now watch this, 14 up, and this is how the fate is decided to get to 15. Because, oh like, wow. our thing, like, our eye test said that could have landed on either side. Yeah. Right? Now, here's oh, match point gosh. opportunity, and there's our homie, Emma Dow. Oh, my God, I love it. 
I think it was Maddie Dilfer and um, someone else. I forget. For Pepperdine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Oh my gosh, what a serve. And look at this. Oh my god, I love it so much. Yeah, you're, you're, like you don't have your headset on. They are screaming. Oh I, I need, dude, I need earplugs when girls celebrate, dude. <laughs> I love that so much. God, that so makes So there's me Aaron so Mansfield. Oh. There's Betsy. There's John. That's that's, so awesome. that's as much of a celebration as you're gonna see. Yeah. I didn't mean to make this the John episode, but you, you mentioned them. Oh, um, you mentioned Emma Dow. There's Bo. Bo. Yeah. I remember Bo. That's so cute. I love it. Yeah, it's a great shot. Yeah. So. Jesse. Oh, I love that, Mila. Jesse Pritchard. Yeah. I yeah. Love Jesse. So, yeah, that must have been quite the high. I, I, I got a chance because ESPN, thank God, covers the NCAAs. And they, and they yes. did a really good job covering all of the parents. They did a really good job. The yeah. coverage, like, in its completion. Mm -hmm. They just took a channel and I was like, you know what? This women's volleyball thing is going somewhere. Yeah. No, they. I think that's, like, one of the best coverages that I've seen for a beach volleyball event, actually, in no. recent years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's very easy to get on board because if you look at the Pac-10 and if you look at Big Ten Network. Mm hmm uh, women's indoor is the third most viewed sport, only behind men's football and men's basketball. Yeah. Got to get on board. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, yeah. I hope that it gets more coverage in the coming years. I think that it's undercovered. Yeah. It's like such a cool sport. How'd you start? Um, I started playing volleyball when I was eight at the local rec center in San Diego, just for fun. I played for, well, I've been playing since I was eight, so it's a lot of years, but just to start, I mean, I played... My dad was the coach. He's never played volleyball. It was just like for fun because I needed an, an adult with the eight-year-olds. And then I played at Starlings. If you know Starlings, yeah, my yeah. dad was also the coach there. Yeah, that's with that's very dad. that's coast to coast. Yeah, we had a Starlings in New York. Yeah, Omar Vargas. Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's a really cool program. We didn't know that it was like for mm. yep. underprivileged families, but yeah, well, Starlings. Yeah, I, yeah. I found out about it because uh, I live in Harlem. Yeah, <laughs> started, no, I know. You know, in New York, we just the... thought it was like the club, so yeah. we're like we just played, and I played that, and then like I played one year of club indoor at Coast when I was fifteen. Okay. And then I switched full time to Beach, and then I committed to Cal my sophomore year of high school. For Beach. Yeah. Mm. So. But I started playing what, Beach when I was like eleven. What year was that? Your sophomore year. Like what number year? Yeah. Uh, I graduated high school in 2016. So that was 2014. Yes. So as early as 2014, girls, on, particularly on the West Coast, were making something we call lead decision, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows what I mean by lead decision. You're about, I mean, because before that, women would, or the girls would just balance their time. They would use beach as a cross trainer for indoor. Mm -hmm. And some would have fun doing both. But then there became this year. And I, don't, I can't put my finger on the year. Because I, I moved yeah. here in 2016. Mm -hmm. That women were like, no, nah, I think I just want to do beach. So yeah. for you, it was 2014? Yeah, I think like maybe like one or two years before that, girls were committing for just beach. But I mean, the scholarship opportunities have been the reason why people have been able to do that. Right. So. And when yeah. it became an NCAA sport, yeah. there you go. Exactly. Was there a particular tournament or was there a particular match that, like you've been playing since you were eight, mm -hmm. but then you're playing for fun and then it gets competitive and then you see what competition looks like and then you find this moment where you think you 
know where you belong in this in this big volleyball picture. So my question is, was there is was there a particular tournament mm-hmm. or a match where you left and said that this is I can do this for real? Yeah, probably my first main draw in Hermosa with Jess. Like I had lit- always like my my goal my for volleyball was to just qualify for an AVP. Like I thought that would happen when I was like in my late twenties. That's how I had it out in my head. So then when we qualified, I was like, wait, this is cool. Like, I would want to do well in this sport. Like, and then I was like, well, maybe my goal was like to not go one two barbecue when I get into the main draw. And then we did that. And we won a game in Hermosa when I played with Morgan the next year. And then I was like, okay, well, like, we're like kind of hanging. And like, I trained with like a lot of these women. Like, this is so cool. And then the next one, we got ninth and we won like a bunch of games. And I was like, this is like, like everything. Yeah, you were well-conditioned contenders, bracket savages. Yeah. So you really you fun. would say Hermosa Beach 2018? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's all like a journey. Like I think when COVID hit, it kind of like put a big interruption in my career. Like mm-hmm. I think it was like I had like such a groove going with Morgan and we were doing well and like I wanted to play with her and do all the tournaments and then everything with COVID happened. and Yeah, it was... It was disappointing for everyone across the board. I yeah. mean, there were there were coaches who were hitting their stride, right? Yeah, like John exactly. Mayer just won the WCCs and yeah. didn't get you know didn't get invited um, to the NCAA's, and we yes. thought next year they would go. LSU had this great campaign year. Yeah. Um, me color commentating, I was taken off. I was doing all of Pepperdine's home games, and yeah. then the Big West. I was I, the only reason why I knew is because I called that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so man, it just sucked for everybody. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything good that came out of it for you? I mean, I got to get get like a scholarship year and play for John Mayer. So, I mean, like I can't like complain. Yeah. That's an incredible thing that I got out of it. Yeah. You know what I got out of it? What did you get out of Zoom. it? Zoom. Really? Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Saved all. Mm-hmm. And not only did Zoom save all, Zoom made me out um, source out mm-hmm. to people because my first everyone was in studio was in studio until zoom and then all of a sudden like tina she's in latvia she's down mm-hmm. boom dude zoom from latvia yeah you know sharif came on zoom he zoomed yeah. from, zoomed from doha yeah dave mckenzie that's an old head um yeah but I, I i met him in new york and i like him very much um from um malaysia <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. malaysia maybe yeah. Yeah, malaysia no, that's awesome so that yeah, was the ability to connect has really yeah. opened up the world to be able to share all, like all their ideas and stuff which is awesome so that so that's basically what you just said is how it served to your benefit yeah no i mean i wouldn't have gotten my master's i definitely got to get an ms in business management which i was never planning on doing before and then i got to play that year and get that experience to go to gulf shores like, I, I always thought that it was just out of reach for my college experience. But then we got to go and we got third. So I wouldn't yeah. trade that for the world. No. Yeah. And I mean, all the people I've met, like, you I can't... watched John growing up and to get to learn from him is amazing. Like, Betsy's awesome. Yeah. Joseph, who's now at Cal, was also a great coach. And like, Emma Dow is one of my best friends and my roommate. So mm. I would have never met her. So I like Betsy because we have an yeah. because under- we have an understanding. Like, she has a strong personality and and. If you had, to, if you can guess anything about me, I do too. So yeah, um, she's and fiery. I, like I can name. Well, Betsy's a type of player. Like there's Betsy. I'll name another one: Delaney Nutson mm-hmm. or Mia Witter. This is a type of person that paid their dues 
and maybe got kicked around, had to fall down and get up to get to where they got to go, where anyone that comes out of nowhere that thinks they know shit, it, it's offensive to them. Yeah. The very nature that mm-hmm. someone would be dis that they would think someone would be disrespectful to this point yes. offends them. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I will they will always have my respect for that. But for me, I'm always gonna be the stronger person because I'm older, I'm fifty one. You know. I know, right? Don't look it. I didn't believe that, no, really. No, I look like an ugly thirty five, right? <laughs> <laughs> Creeping on little girls, right? <laughs> hey little girl, what's your name? It's like, oh, help. Help! <laughs> no, it's fine. He's fifty-one, not thirty-five. Yeah. That's what makes it okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. No, yeah. your skin looks great. Yeah, I'm I don't, very impressed. I I've never worn a hat as you. much in my life oh, okay. as I have the last five years. Okay. Yeah. Now I've That's always had smart. these. I'm a New York. I'm a Yankee fan. I was, you know, born and raised in Brooklyn. A Yankee fan. I lived in a house Lou Gehrig lived in. I yeah. grew up in a house Lou Gehrig lived in for two years. Yeah. So, but. Gotta protect this five head. Gotta, gotta <laughs> see see this this Jufro. Gotta protect this five head. Yeah, no hats um, like seriously make yeah. such a difference. Yes, yeah. you you visor cap, right? Uh, yeah, visor like 100%. a picture behind you. Look at a picture behind you. Yeah, <laughs> like you'll never not see me in a visor playing. No. It was so windy today, and I had to take it off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not even sunny, but I feel wrong without my visor on. I would like to take the time ahead to apologize. There's so many times. Where I see a girl with a visor, hat, and shades, mm-hmm. and no disrespect to you, but all of y'all start to look alike after it a while. So you're all in, in base in the best shape of your lives. You're all tall. You're yeah. uh, sooner or later, if your hair wasn't blonde before all that time in the sun, yes. like your hair probably turned blonde on its own. You didn't need no freaking lighteners, right? Yeah, um, if it wasn't the. $500 I spent uh, my hair done. <laughs> no, she's like, never mind in my hair. Let's yeah. move on. No, but, but I think the point I was trying to make is I probably could have walked by you a hundred times. And I had this rule if I don't know, if I'm not sure if I know you or not, say hi. <laughs> say yeah, hi. Yeah. You know, the, the girl. Everyone looks very similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, the girl girls aren't good at that, but it's because they're not the ones looking at other people and think they look alike. <laughs> they're the ones yeah, that, look that look alike. alike. Yeah. I am impressed by your humility and you realizing like you talked about the making the main draw like you thought that would have much much happen much later Mm -hmm. and i have a a huge respect and appreciation that you don't take that for granted oh yeah no there's nothing to be taken for granted here no that's not at all that was there can you imagine how many years people are in a qualifier and they travel around Mm -hmm. and some of them are close some of them just suck Whatever, yeah. and but that's what they want to do, and it's and I'm I'm never gonna tell anyone to reexamine because yeah. they're the gladiator in the arena, and, mm-hmm. and 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 I'll show that respect that yeah. way. Then there's some girls who, this is what they want, but then there's that moment where it's their last, it's their playing, yeah. You know, it's their turn to reach up and grab that that main draw brass ring, and it slips through their fingers. Maybe yeah. there's something psychologically where they can't get out of their own way. Yeah, you it's know, hard. It's yeah, really hard. What were some of your obstacles? Um, I think I'm going through like my biggest obstacles right now. Like last season was like one of my worst seasons, just like playing on the right and just bouncing between different partners constantly, training with different people every day. Like it is really stressful. And I decided to just like work like a crazy person so that I could be financially comfortable. But like I literally have been working like 24 seven. Like, just, like, every odd job that you can think of. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Just bend on me. Or just, yeah. like, random things. But also, like, coaching a lot, which was very physically taxing. 
and bartending, which is also like being on your feet and staying up late. Like I literally go to bed oh at seven thirty. You must get mad tips, dude. Mm, at the place I work at, it's a members only club. So it's oh very no, no members only. A bunch of cheap asses. <laughs> yes. A bunch of cheap asses. Some, well, sometimes, but also it just has been really slow and no one's been coming in. Right. So. Mm. But I thought someone like you, you're just nice to everybody or on your worst day you're professional mm-hmm. right like this is this is your face professional <laughs> right um my boy Torin, he gets mad tips Torin really? jeffries um, where does he work well he was at um riviera oh yeah riviera house mm-hmm. for a little bit but he left for something better mm-hmm. so what was it he was a, i don't know i don't know i'll give you the name <laughs> in a minute but um secrets. yeah well he was a junkie for a little bit mm-hmm. and then he was there and he's got a girlfriend named cass who's this absolute smoke show mm-hmm. Um, she's an actor, cool. but, and it's rare because she's really, really, really like Hollywood gorgeous and she's nice. Really? <laughs> like, and the niceness is real. It's yeah. Gen- yeah, it yeah. Com- it's Genuine. not like this phony, um, I have to be polite cause I know, I don't know who I'm talking to thing. She's just nice. She's just inherently nice. That's yeah. just who she is. So. That's awesome. But, um, it's cool to meet God, people. Hey, you get, look, this is one of them situations where you're in your 20, 23, you're going to get through your, you, you will, you, when your next evolution happens, you'll look back at this and be like, yeah, no, and, and you'll tell all the girls behind you, trust me, this, this works for you. Yeah. I just got to trust the process. Like mm-hmm. when the going gets rough, keep going. Like I'm gonna be the last one out on the beach. Even if I never qualify again, I will be there until I'm can't walk off the beach because i'm that old and tired everything drained like i'm gonna keep going until i can't do it anymore do you feel like your enthusiasm works against you sometimes in what way i'll give you an example um um I'm, my major is in college is theater performance mm-hmm. i was in the bfa program at marymount manhattan mm-hmm. um i'll brag talk about me again number two <laughs> rank, number two ranked program in the country and jason shut up <laughs> shut up and get to your point um you can go on the stage with the intention to be good mm-hmm. or you can go on the stage and you can work the scene and as a net result you're good mm-hmm. you want this mm-hmm. sport you want this beach volleyball thing in a bad way so, i mean oh secrets out right no but i got <laughs> i got a, a bare saying because yeah. like i said some some of my guests are, are hearing about you for the first time which again i'm so stoked to have you on um how do you get rid of your enthusiasm working against you? Because I know you want this in a bad way. Mm-hmm. How do you prepare? How do you? Because look, wanting it, that's not an in-game thing. That's supposed yeah. to be a video room thing. That's a whatever. How do you or how much of that ser- uh, has served or underserved you as an obstacle or has it served? Has it been an obstacle? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, in the past year, I've kind of let the pressure of it all get to me. Like, I want it so bad, and I'm working so hard, like, constantly lifting, constantly pushing my body to increase in muscle mass and eating right, sacrificing this and that, that, like, when the results come up short, it's, like, extremely frustrating, and it's sometimes hard to not let that bleed into, like, the next thing, like oh, like I'm so frustrated and like so emotionally drained from not performing in the last tournament. Like I have to get over that quickly enough for the next tournament. Like Panama City really sucked. Like we didn't do how we wanted to do. That was the last yeah. tournament that we played That's like in. the Jeff too. He's same, Samuel, same. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, it sucks. No, like it's very frustrating. But like I'm playing this weekend in the CBVA. That's like a series tournament for the AVP. And then I'm going to Cuba next week for Norseca. So, I mean, I just With have to like turn around. With Ali Wheeler. Okay. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's my I, first I've never talked tournament. to her, but I, she seems like a really nice person. She's awesome. She's one of my closest mm. friends, and we're really excited. Oh. Yeah. 
but um like just gotta get over it and know that like it's all part of the process i learned a lot it was super windy in panama city and i'm grateful to just kind of like take those losses and add them to my toolbox so i can be even stronger for the next thing is it an obstacle that, that continues to rear its head oh yeah no i mean i'm like the worst loser like in the past i when i lose out of tournaments and people come up to me i like pick up my phone and i take fake phone calls or like i would leave like my friends like good luck. 10 minute voicemails being like hey yeah sorry no let me let me check my email really and i'll be like yeah i got i'm looking into that just like so people wouldn't talk to me after i lose but i'm trying to be better about it and i'm trying to like like i obviously want my friends to do well but like i'm so so angry and jealous after i lose that i'm trying to just like take a step back and like like kind of remove myself from it and like learn what i can get better at instead of just being so angry and so upset um, we're, we're kind of winding down cause I definitely want to get you out of here. Cause my guess is you mm. have to go coach somewhere after this. It's the afternoon. So I'm putting two and two together unless you're bartending for 50 year old power drinkers. <laughs> I think I, my, my guess is you're coaching. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually doing a clinic today for indoor. Oh yeah. You said in El Segundo. Yeah. They basically nice. gave me this region to run myself. And, cool. and honestly, that's the only way I would say yes. I, I, I can't, I can't work for anybody anymore. <laughs> I can only work for myself you yeah. know, at this point in my life. No, but um, here's, an, um, here's something I told my kids that would, I think that will help them psychologically. And then you're going to give me something that you would tell, you may tell a kid coming up because right now my entire club team is listening to you because I told them, <laughs> I told them you're going to, I'm, I'm going to have you on the podcast and I'm like, you'll like this girl because I've, I've been watching her. You'll like come up from 2016 and see you be, you become this wonderful person, right? Thank the main you. draw 2018. I was there when you made the draw in 2019. I was yeah. coaching Earl, uh-huh. yeah, Earl I and Jake. That, they made the, that was Jake's first draw. I mean, yeah. Earl Earl's Jake first draw. Yeah. yeah, and Jake's. Yeah, mm-hmm. their first draw by yeah. the way. As seven tries. Awesome. Seven tries. So here's what I told them, and we got a couple of minutes. So, but I'm gonna take 30. Perfect. Um, Chael Sonnen, mixed martial artist. So I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. They say losing is not an option. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Losing is an option. Losing is the most readily available option yeah. all the time. Yeah. So if you find yourself in these constant situations that are tight, where these games are decided by two, where the momentum changes and you feel the pressure, I want you to remember two things. One, the other team's feeling it too. Mm-hmm. And two, it's normal. I mean, we we as athletes, especially men, we try to treat these situations as moments of weakness, like this, like we're the only ones feeling it, like we're this this it's this abnormal feeling. So, so as coaches, as uh, only as a coach, because I want you to speak as a player, because mm-hmm. I think that's going to help some of these juniors. As coaches, we tell, hey, next play, let's go, we got to go. Remember your training, yeah. Or we can let negative t- talk creep up in our head. Oh, it's happening again. You did it again. Yeah, nice block, nice cover. You know, perfect set, nice, uh, you know, or you, or you can let that. So to me, if it's one, if you're one of those pe- people that has that hang up, just treat it like a devil on your shoulder and, and, and stop acknowledging that it's not there. Acknowledge that it's there. Mm-hmm. Look at the devil on your shoulder. Okay. Oh, it's only you. I thought it was someone else this time. I thought it was some, something new. Okay. We're good. So floor is yours. There are kids that want to know how they can do better in these situations against teams that are better than them, um, not physically, just just how to prepare or whatever. What what would be something you would say to some some of these girls, these 13 and ups uh, following you that, that want to be an ELE doll, Lindell? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what you just said, but like, I think what I've found that has made me the most successful is literally to just fake it till you make it. Like, if you have that devil on your shoulder, that's fine, but you're dealing with that internally and you're just faking it. And show your partner that like you're ready for the next play, even if inside you're like, F this, like I'm so mad, like how'd they beat me on that point? But like, that's fine. But to the other people that you're playing, your opponents and your partner, you're like, sweet, next play, whatever, next ball. Like, I think that is very powerful. Like the other team doesn't see yourself getting down and then you can acknowledge it internally. But like you are embodying like those players that you're watching and you're saying like, I want to be like them on the court and you're just like acting. It's all acting at the end of the day. Even if you're tired, you're acting like you have energy. Like, those small things make a difference. Like, if I see a person that's, like, looking fatigued on the court, then maybe I want to uh, serve them short. But, like, if I'm fatigued, I'm not showing a sign of that at all. And then they're going to serve differently based on that, you know? Right. Okay. No, it's a, that's a great answer because, again, you know, there's hard, there's hardware and then there's software. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like Rob's one of my closest friends. Rob right now is, the be- to me, the best player that never make the draw. Mm-hmm. he's out there training with freaking Alisson from Brazil he's reaching 11-5 and he's he's got all the goods and and um I'm, I don't know I hope this this year is his year and yeah and I sincerely hope this year is his year year too so we're doing a hard stop right now because mm-hmm. we gotta go so before we go mm-hmm. Aya, Aya, Aya. here we go again here goes here goes here goes Jason again you were like I'm so time. glad you laughed <laughs> No, because you laughed because I was doing so well, right? I know, Until you're doing so well. I know, that was the first time you messed up. <laughs> so, Ia, is there a particular, is there a website or your Instagram handle? I got kids, I got fans, I got men who see this good-looking woman. They're like, how can I get to know Ia? How can I be down? Where can I find Ia Lindahl? Well, you can direct the first two of those cohorts or cohorts of people to my Instagram. I think that's... There like, you go. Yeah. Yeah, and the other ones just go, 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 <laughs> kick, go, kick rocks, man. <laughs> go, mind yeah, your own yeah. business, <laughs> right? All right, guys. So, Ia might love you, but I don't love you. In fact, I can't stand you. All right. So, for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhones, for all of you on your iPad at Starbucks on a lunch line, for all of you on your desktop, for all of you on your droids, if those still exist, for Ia Lendal volleyball sensation i'm jason debis this is episode 136 of the option podcast stay with me i'm gonna hit my music amazing and we're out amazing come check out the option podcast on optiondb.com it's also available on itunes and spotify and on youtube under the ny varsity sports handle you're gonna love what you hear